So this episode begins our deep dive into the five Scrum values in Scrum. This episode, we will be talking about courage with our guest, Blake McMillan, professional Scrum trainer at Scrum with Scrum.org. You won't want to miss this series. It's going to be an exciting five-part series, five episodes, all about the Scrum values. This is really, really exciting to me really about what this show is all about. So you won't want to miss this episode for sure. They all tie together, all five. I think it's really important to listen to all five episodes here. So thanks very much. And here we go. Welcome to the podcast that challenges you from the inside. Come be more and discover the Agile Within. And now here's your host, Greg Miller. Okay, welcome back to another episode. So today is um, very special. We're going to kick off a very special series, in my opinion, here on the Scrum Values if you've uh, are familiar with Scrum, or even if you're not, there are five distinct values that the Scrum guy calls out that it um, asks us to follow. As you know, Scrum is not just about the process. This show is not about teaching any particular methodology like Scrum or Kanban or anything. It's about all about discovering the other side of Agile, the being Agile. So today we're going to kick off part one of this five-part series of the Scrum values with courage. So courage is a very important value here. And to have us joining us today is our guest, Blake McMillan. Blake is a professional scrum trainer with Improving. He teaches the PSM-1, which is Professional Scrum Master 1 and 2. I took the two from him. I would highly recommend it. He teaches the Professional Scrum Product Owner, Professional Scrum with Kanban, and the APS. Blake, what is that? APS, I'm sorry. Hey, Greg. Uh, yeah, the APS, that's the Applying Professional Scrum. That's a, a kind of one of the recent changes that was made. The, they uh, At Scrum.org, we rebranded uh, Professional Scrum Foundations to Applying Professional Scrum. Right. So welcome to the show, Blake. Yeah, thanks. I'm excited to be here. This is going to be fun. Yeah, thank you. So as I mentioned, I uh, did take, if you remember, I took my, uh, my PSM2 class with Blake last year. And uh, at the end of the year, and I actually did pass it, so I'm a PSM too now. So yes. hopefully, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I got it. So it was one of my goals of last year. The pandemic did not hold me back from that. I actually, uh, I, uh, for those of you out there who are thinking about studying for it, the two or the three, the three is very hard. Um, I did actually, 
I think I failed the two, maybe twice, at the beginning of the year. And I took the class with Blake and I passed it the third time. So don't get down if you are taking many times to pass these tests. They're not. That's awesome. They're Congratulations. That's, uh, that's quite a hurdle. The PSM2, I always tell people the PSM2, it's no joke. Don't, don't, don't walk in unprepared. No, it's not. It's not. So great. So, so Blake, uh, Blake is going to be joining us, uh, for three of the five episodes here. So the first one's on courage. He will be joining us on the next episode on openness and then on respect. So courage, Blake, um, let's dive into courage as a scrum value. What, uh, what can we, uh, what can we learn there about courage from you? Yeah. Um, I, uh, it's funny because when I first started trying to like learn the scrum values, I, I had to come up with like some way, like, uh, like a, a little method to, to come up with it. And the, the acronym I thought of was C for C, right? And so that's the cur- uh, courage, uh, focus, openness, respect, and commitment. Uh, and of course, you could swap out commitment and courage if you wanted to. Um, but I, in my head, I always started off uh, with courage. Um, and, and I think it's because I feel like courage is one of those pieces that's really necessary as we do Scrum. And what I mean by that is that when we start using Scrum, we're going to start usually introducing change that's going to feel uncomfortable. Uh, it's going to feel uncomfortable to the team. It's going to feel uncomfortable to people who are outside of the of the Scrum team. And so I really feel like courage is a key ingredient to that. Oh yeah, definitely courage. Uh, so as um, Scrum masters, uh, you know, Scrum is the top uh, form of agile out there. So yeah, we're definitely change agents, right? And it does take courage. Mm-hmm. I know, um, well, I've been around for 10 years in agile and I'm sure you've been along for at least that or more. And um, yeah, the courage, Courage mainly with, um, I think it takes a lot of courage from my point of view mm-hmm. when you're dealing with like executives, directors, mm-hmm. executives, that can, be, that can be scary. I still get nervous. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you do it as well, but uh, whenever I have to talk to a director, it's, it's it takes courage to talk to the team too, but um, uh, it gets more scary for me when talking with executives. Have you had that too? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's it's funny uh, because uh, many times when I'm uh, when I'm coaching Scrum masters or I'm you know I'm teaching people uh, about Scrum, I, I will talk about how like folks who are serving the Scrum team and that accountability of a Scrum master, how uh, how courage is one of the things that we have to really lead off with, right? Because as a change agent. Um, as a catalyst for continuous improvement, um, there's there's going to be times when we challenge the status quo, and challenging the status quo is you know many times dangerous work, uh, and so to do dangerous work requires courage. So absolutely, yeah, yeah, we we're, we definitely rock the boat a lot. I know it's. Uh... <laughs> it's uh, I've been in many places and even my current place where most places I've been seem to be about three to four years in, which mm-hmm. seems to be um, things get rocky. Like mm. they kind of start thinking, is this really working? Um, and uh, fortunately the place I'm at, they're, they're 
the it has um, support from the executives, so they're all mm-hmm. bought in. But a lot of places I've been, it's the uh, the project management side. They get a little antsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've said this before in some other episodes. Um, project managers don't see themselves in the uh, in the Scrum Guide at all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they don't see that, and they're like, "Well, where's my role?" And they start pushing back, and we have to have this uh, the courage to to stand up under that pressure. It's going to come. It's going to come for a lot of us, and we have to be able to um, set that tone by uh, and, and and push back just enough, right? We have to have enough courage just to push back just enough. You know, it's funny as you as you say that one of one of the things that that I often think about is how the Scrum values um, how they relate to each other. And so it, as you were talking about that, it, it really made me think about one of one of the relationships uh, that I think of is that relationship between courage and respect, right? So like we can be super courageous. Hey, what you're doing is absolutely ridiculous and you should be ashamed of doing it. And I can't believe you people have been doing this for so long. How is it that you're successful, right? So like, yeah, that probably took a lot of courage to say that to someone. But when you did that, what did you do to that other person? Right. Like, did you acknowledge like them as a person and did you like, did you demonstrate any type of respect? And so that's, that's definitely one of the things that, that I like to talk to uh, scrum masters about um, is how, yes, I want you to have courage, but please always pair that with respect. Uh, there's a, there's a quote, uh, I, I think it's from Ken Schwaber, uh, and you know, he'll, he'll tell me if I'm wrong here, but it's, uh, and I think it was from software in 30 days. And he said a, a dead scrum, a scrum master is a useless scrum master. And so if you're going to be courageous and like, you know, you mentioned before, like, you know, whenever we are going to engage executives in a company, right. Um, when we engage those executives and those executives could be the folks that have hired us to come in and help. Right. And, and we demonstrate this courage to them to challenge the status quo. If we do it in a non-respectful way, well, that may be the last action that we have, uh, you know, supporting them. So yeah, we, uh, we definitely have to uh, be thinking about how courage interacts with those other values as well. Yeah. And, and you got me thinking, I've kind I was kind of thinking, um, emotional intelligence here, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, we yeah, courage, yeah. but you have to have the, the high EQ to know when you're not being respectful. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, and that's another aspect to, uh, the agile within is the emotional intelligence that, uh, uh, when to know that you've pushed too far. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I always try to keep in mind, like, like you said too, these executives, we don't always know why they're going agile, why they mm-hmm. chose scrums. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. they don't know. I, t- I try to ask that question. Um, you get different answers. Oh, we want to go faster. Mm, okay. Mm, or uh, we need to be competitive. So that mm-hmm. tells me they might be doing it because they think they have to, um, which I guess is okay. But uh, I, I, it's, it's, to me, it seems more meaningful if they have something more behind it than just that, that they just say, yeah, um, we want to do it because, I don't know. They they want to change the culture of the organization, so they're they're mm-hmm. showing courage. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. I, I was just I was just thinking that as you were saying that. So the executives sometimes they might be showing courage 
in knowing they're going to shake the tree up pretty good at their company mm-hmm. and risk and risk maybe people leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen that happen a lot, right? When you take courage, uh, you don't know what's going to be the fallout from from what you do. Yeah, that's a that's a great uh, that's a great thought in, in the sense that like as as we look at Scrum as a way for us to deal with complex work kind of one of the ways that we look at work and say, oh yeah, this must be complex is when the outcomes are unknown, right? And so like it takes courage to to even embark on this type of work. And that that's kind of where I see uh, like the, the scrum value of courage demonstrated by the developers on our scrum team, right? Is mm-hmm. our, our developers are called upon to like take ideas and, you know, turn it into something useful, uh, you know, for a customer or, you know, for a stakeholder. And so, like, it takes courage to, uh, you know, to, to take on those challenges, right? Because, like, if it was something that someone had done before a lot of times, well, you probably would just use the thing that's already been built, yeah, exactly. you know, right? But, but if, you know, you're many times with, with Scrum and, and whether it's, you know, in, in, a, in an IT context or not, but you're building something that didn't exist before. And you're building something without having a for sure known outcome for what you're building. And so uh, I, I believe that does take courage. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I never thought of that. Yeah, we um, not only the scrum masters have courage, but the mm-hmm. team. You're right because we are. You know, we go in there, we tell them, "You're empowered, right? You're empowered." Okay, what does that mean? Uh, well, um, you know, you <laughs> you guys are a self forming team. You guys are empowered to get the work done, and it does take. We tell them, "Oh, you know, let's try new things." And like you just said, if they're not used to trying new things and, you know, how far are they allowed to go? So we have to help them have courage. Have you ever had a, an experience where you've, uh, maybe an example you can give where you've had to help a team uh, become more courageous or an individual? Yeah. You know, uh, there, there is a specific uh, interaction that uh, I, I recall. Uh, and it was when um, I was serving a team as a scrum master and, um, and what had happened was, um, I'm, I'm a pretty informal kind of guy. Like I, uh, like I, I don't, uh, and I, I don't always really think about what I'm going to say before I say it. Like yeah, I, I'm, I, like I, I'm, I'm kind of spontaneous. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so like, you know, I, I develop relationships with people and I, I start to have like a higher level of comfort. And so I'll, I'll kind of like one of the ways I like to, you know, interact with people is by, you know, joking around or, you know, kind of like, you know, teasing people and, you know, not, not in a mean way, but just in a, you know, just in a playful way. And, um, one time I stepped over the line and, and I don't remember the specifics about it, but I do remember what ended up happening was, uh, one of my developers felt like I talked down to them. And, uh, and so what was so amazing is like, you know, we, we had, we had been together as a team, uh, for a few months at this, uh, at this point. And, you know, when we first started working together as a team, everybody's kind of like, oh, who's this new guy? And, you know, what, yeah. what, what, what's going on? Is he going to change everything? This is strange. Um, but, uh, but we, we got into the retrospective and, you know, we were just kind of gathering our data of like, hey, you know, hey, how did this sprint go? 
And they brought this up. And before we even got into like the actual subject, right, of of that, I just had to share my appreciation and actually call out how I felt it was so courageous that this person brought this up. And, and I was just like, I mean, it just, I mean, it's, it's just one of like my, I think of it as like kind of like an all time greatest hits moment where I had someone feel so comfortable with our relationship, so comfortable in the safety of our team that they had the courage to say, Hey, when you said this thing, I felt like you talked down to me and I felt like you, what you, what you did was disrespectful and and so like right there i just had to really just like praise them like in front of the entire group uh like thank you so much for having the courage to bring this up and and i just you know use that as an example you know going forward for how i wanted us to interact with each other and you know and then i dealt with you know with the problem and and you know one of the things you know that we that we really lean into it improving is this idea of this, uh, this thing called the speed of trust. And, and one of the trust behaviors is that, that we want to make sure that we, uh, that we make our intent known. And so, you know, that was one of the things that I shared with them. And this is where, again, I'm going to kind of hint towards a, a future show. The, the one about respect is I try to let them know, like my intent is never to disrespect you. My intent is never to talk down to you. And uh, if I ever do something that feels like that, I want to know right away because I, I want to clean up my mess. I want to, I want to, I want to, you know, clear that between us and make sure that, that we, that we both always feel respected. We always feel like, you know, uh, you know, that we care about each other. And, um, and so to me, that was this, uh, just this amazing you know, stunning example of courage uh, uh, from uh, from a developer on my team. How about you? Yeah, that's a great example. That is, yes, I've had. I'm as you were talking here. I have I have um, a couple examples. Let's see. I'm going to use an example of. So I had five teams, believe it or not, at one time, which is not, <laughs> not recommendable at all. Don't do this. Right. Anti-pattern. Please don't ever do this if you're a scrum master. Uh, unfortunately, I was I was not able to get another person. They just said I had to deal with it, so I sucked it up and dealt with it. So anyway, um, kind of new to the team and remembering as I as I took it on. Um, soon out of the gate, hearing rumblings from. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have some people on the team. So part of the team was. Offsite part of the team was onsite, which mm-hmm. represented some challenges of its own. Um, so someone someone tipped me off to some rumblings of stuff that might be going on within the team. Mm-hmm. So uh, I always like to get an ally. By the way, I don't know how you operate. I like to try to get an ally, someone to to kind of ferret that stuff out for me, um, especially when I'm new. So I um, remember doing a retro. And asking the team, I said, one word, give me one word how the sprint went. Mm. And Mm -hmm. things I heard, man, were like, oh my gosh, we got stuff going on here. Mm. And Mm. so over time, um, things, uh, I heard rumblings from all the sides, like, you know what? 
we, I, I got all five teams together, whether you were on the phone and people drove up, came in person. We had a meeting room, people were on the phone. I had, I think pretty much the whole entire team showed up in some way, which was great. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is going to show courage on my part and courage on somebody else's part here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I thought that was... Um, to be candid, I was not, I was um, a little nervous about it. Right. Cause, uh, but I knew it had to be done. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'd done things like this before. And I think this is, a, this is a great uh, example for me of how to get a uh, team together. So we were in a room together. I just addressed them head on. I heard people, people had said things. So I had heard rumors again, rumors. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did, I didn't, I didn't address it like that. I said, I've, I heard, I've heard that people are saying, these things about me. I said, I don't appreciate that. It's not true. That hurt my feelings. Hmm. Just laid it out there. I didn't appreciate this. They were comparing me to the scrum master before who was mm-hmm. doing some things. They didn't. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm not that person. I'm a completely different person. I don't appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And we addressed some other things. People brought some other things up. And then I had been having trouble getting people to be transparent like that with me. So mm-hmm. I led mm-hmm. the way and then believe it or not, a guy sitting right next to me who um, was one of the more vocal people on the team. He could be intimidating. He looked at me, he had a red face. So I could tell he was a little nervous and he, I had, because after every retro, I would, I would ask feedback on me, mm-hmm. you know, their mm-hmm. courage taking sure. I, I in, in a retro saying, what do you guys think about me? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was uh, very, I was very nervous when I did that, but I did it I really <laughs> wanted to get through it. Right. And, and crickets, man. Um, and I was just getting frustrated. So this guy looked at me and he said, you know, I really wish you would stop doing, I don't remember what it was. Stop doing that. Mm. And I stuck my hand out and shook his hand in front of everybody. And I said, mm. thank you. And I said, this is what I'm looking for. Thank you. Now I can, now we can address it. Mm. And meeting ended got back to my desk and within a half hour, an hour, I started getting IMs, emails from people. Greg, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you for saying that. Um, you cleared the air. Now I, you know, now I know that you're not this other scrum master and you're, you're like that. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, you know, the rain came and blew out the humidity and now you, ah, uh, so I like I like to use examples like this to say, you know, take the courage, have the hard conversations. Mm-hmm. Do I want to do it? Heck no. Heck no. I was nervous inside. I was like, man, I don't want to, what could happen? All the things that could go wrong, right? Yeah. And yeah. All the things that could go right. Cause I've seen it work and, it, and the relationship with the team skyrocketed as far as I go. Cause we cleared that air out mm-hmm. and we're able to talk and move forward. So I've done things like that since then. Um, that was the, that was the biggest example that I've ever done with that many people, right? Five teams, you figure I had, you know, five, you know, eight, nine people in each team, mm-hmm. so a lot of people there. So a lot of people were, and I was doing most of the talking, but, um, you know, yeah. uh, Greg, when, when, when you shared that, uh, one of the things that I, I kind of made a mental note of is how, and this, this is also sort of a, sort of a teaser for another show here <laughs> is you, you demonstrated openness and and that's that's again one of those things where 
the you know the the, the three different scrum values that we're going to talk about together uh, you know courage openness and respect like i believe that in order for you to have the scrum value of openness and and that's what you did when when you allowed yourself to be vulnerable uh, to the team and share how what they're saying, how that affects you as a person, and and like how it made you know it was making you feel bad, like that was a that was a courageous moment, but it was also an openness moment. So I thought that was really neat, and I and you know that's something I made note of when uh, when you were telling me that story. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, they, um, you know what? Until I uh, when I was talking to you uh, about doing these shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you you told me that you wanted to you felt they would group together well with these three and then the focus and commitment or another and i never really thought of that before but uh, now that we're talking through this you're right they, there's a lot of crossover here you know you can you can by demonstrating one you can inadvertently demonstrate another or mm-hmm. three others right at the same time they, they're That's it's right. not like it's not like you're sticking okay i'm going to i'm going to be courageous you don't say that going into it right or i'm going <laughs> to right you're just like this has to be done and so i did it and right. um i'm just i'm just naturally um i don't sorry what i'm trying to say i don't naturally have courage no mm-hmm. i'm an, i'm an introvert mm-hmm. and um by nature i'm not uh, outspoken i've gotten more outspoken over the years, so to be doing even something like this a while mm-hmm. back would have never been possible for me. But um, doing this podcast for me mm-hmm. has taken courage um, because, uh, you know, I, I but it, because I was an introvert, uh, but I've gotten to the point where um, I felt like I have some things to say. So I just was like, you know what, I'm, I want to do this. And anybody out there listening who wants to do something like this, I would say go for it. Um, have the courage to go for it, to, to, to follow your dreams and see where it goes. So, yeah, I mean, Blake, Blake, uh, you became a scrum trainer, right? You wanted to become a professional scrum trainer. You had to go through all the certifications that you had to go through <laughs> get to where you're at now. Right. I mean, there's a lot of work involved in that. You have sure. a lot of courage you had to do. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's funny cause the, uh, you know, as you were talking about, the the courage that that you demonstrate as as an introvert right like you know many times people who uh like you know how that's their that's the you know their way the their mind works the way that they communicate you know that sometimes that speaking out in in a larger group is is a way of uh, of of them demonstrating courage and now i need to uh i need to speak to my extroverted uh, brethren and sisters and say uh-huh. sometimes for us we need to have the courage to be quiet. <laughs> we, yeah. we need to have the courage to not immediately answer a question. Exactly. We have that courage to say, Hey, you know what? People are still going to value me if I don't talk all the time. <laughs> so yeah. it, it's just funny because, you know, each of us, we, we deal with, you know, the, the challenges that we come up against, uh, in in those different ways, and and what may feel like absolutely terrifying for one person feels absolutely natural to another, and then it's it's kind of it's kind of reversed. You know the uh, you know the thing for me is like I I'm usually not nervous about talking to people or talking to groups or anything like that. But like if you were to say, hey Blake, there's an algebra problem on the board. If you could just step up and uh, solve it in front of the three of us, that would be mm-hmm. great then I'd be sweating bullets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking, um, 
of uh, introvert extrovert here, just kind of a little side thing. Yeah, the um, I have a um, a man on my team who is uh, like the lead, and he's I don't know if he's extrovert by nature, but he seems like it, and he will fill in the silence, right? And I've been coaching him to say, hey, um, it's hard for me because I'm. I've gotten over my uh, shy tendencies and, and mm-hmm. I, I'm still introvert by nature. You know, I, I prefer my downtime by myself and I, people drain me sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. and I like to be by myself to recharge, but mm-hmm. speaking is, is, is better for me now. So I'm trying to, um, you know, when there's silence on a call, cause we're all mm-hmm. from home now, right. Or mm-hmm. uh, when there's silence on a call, I ask a question or I say something, I know the team knows what to do and just to sit there, and like this and let it pass. And I, I'm, I've kind of gotten like you, I want to speak up and say something because, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to teach the team and I'm, I'm hoping this other guy doesn't because I've already told him not to speak up. Mm-hmm. And um, so to just sit there and I want the team because they're they're This team right now is by nature. Um, I guess you'd say introverted team. They don't speak mm-hmm. up, right? Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. kind of, uh, they're very good people, but they, I'm trying to develop courage in them to speak up and, and, and to tell me that it's okay to tell me that you don't like scrum, that you don't like what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. It doesn't mean we're not going to not do it, uh, but it's okay to give your opinion. I, I really value your opinion. That's again, goes into respect a little bit. I value their opinion. So, so yeah, I, I just thought that was interesting that you had, had brought that up about yeah the introvert extrovert. So. Yeah. yeah, the power of silence, that that's a big deal. And, you know, I that was something that actually took took me some practice is uh, is, you know, when I'm uh, I'm working with the team and to ask a question and then be comfortable waiting for the response, uh, because like I, I know one of the uh, one of the things that, that happens with me is because the silence makes me feel uncomfortable I will present a menu. And I think we know what that, that's like, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what do we think some of our next steps should be? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it would be that we would want to try option A. Maybe it's option B. Maybe it's option C. Hey, yeah. maybe there's, you know what I mean? Like, it, <laughs> yeah. instead of just leaving it out there, like, I feel like I've got to prompt them. And so that was, you know, that was something that, that I had to discover and I, I had to, I had to learn and, and practice is, is to be able to, uh, you know, work with the team and, and be comfortable with those silences. Now, I, I know we're not going to, you know, get too into practices, but I will tell you like one, this is like kind of one small tip um, for engaging a group. Sometimes what you can do to break that silence is to make it where the silence works for you. Uh, and so an example of that is when you're gathering feedback, when you're gathering information from your team, make it be nonverbal, right? Use post-it notes, use, use, uh, use sticky notes on a, on a, on a virtual board. Now that yeah. we're all working remotely, right? Yeah. Use some way where people get their thoughts onto a sticky note. Uh, and, and, and it's not part of a, a, a verbal exchange because sometimes what you'll find is, there's people that have ideas and really interesting things to share, but there's just sort of an uncomfortable thing about speaking out in front of a group. And so yeah. that's one of the ways that, that I've found that, that we can help people, um, uh, you know, help people share their ideas. And to me, this is a way that we can kind of fan the flames of courage 
because when we see that someone who you know naturally doesn't share a lot, when we can say, "Wow, thank you so much for you know for sharing this perspective," as, as we start to go into looking at you know the, the the information that we gathered, that can be a way to to make them feel encouraged, make them feel like hey, even if we don't agree with the idea. We're appreciative of, of their engagement. And so I think that's one of the ways that that we can kind of influence that a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. And just to add one thing, um, mm-hmm. there's a, what, one thing I've noticed, there's several uh, boards out there that you can use. Some of them, when you, when you put the virtual sticky, will uh, notify, well, you'll be able to see who did it, is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Others... You won't, and mm-hmm. for something like this, especially when you're when you're trying to develop courage in a team, I've found that if the team knows that their name's going to be tagged somewhere, they're they're even, even less likely to do it. So I try to use a something like ideas board, idea boards right. um, that doesn't tag the name on it, like there. So I think as a team's gaining courage, uh, a tip out there, my recommend start with a board that doesn't tag the name. Um, cause I, I've actually found it. Uh, people know that it tags their name there. And I say, just go out there and, and put something out there. When I open it up, there's mm-hmm. their name and the date stamp right there. And they, they see that <laughs> and then, then they're less likely to do it. So just another thing I picked up. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, you know what? I, I kind of feel remiss because I want to make sure before, before our time is over, um, you know, we've talked about courage uh, from the perspective of the Scrum Master. We talked about courage from the perspective of our developers. I want to make sure we don't leave our product owners uh, out of this deal because if there's a role uh, or an accountability uh, in Scrum that's definitely going to require some courage, I believe it's the product owner. And so with the product owner, there's there's actually a, a quote from uh uh, Gunther Verhan's uh, Scrum, a smart, uh, a smart travel companion, a pocket guide yeah, yeah. Uh, that that I thought is 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 really one that's you know that sticks out in my mind about courage, and it's that the Scrum team shows courage by not building stuff that nobody wants, yeah. and I'm just gonna tell you, like from from my experience, um, that so many times starts with the product owner. And when product owners are just order takers and they just, okay, well, I guess we'll build this. And I don't know why we're doing stuff and I don't know why we do this product or, you know, what, why this thing exists. So I guess we'll just add another, yet another feature like that, that to me many times indicates that there's a lack of courage. And so that's one of those things as scrum masters, we want to make sure that we can support those product owners and having those difficult conversations uh, with stakeholders, many of whom may be people of uh, really high organizational or hierarchical authority, and so again, this is where you know uh, you know we'll we'll want to make sure that they use courage, but also pair that up with our old buddy respect. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, it's funny. I, I'm I'm living that right now. Brand new product owners never done it before. Mm-hmm. And, um stuff was leaking in. He, he wasn't, um, sure how to say no. The culture of most cultures I've found, uh, you know, they get, they, they bring in, they bring in agile scrum. Mm. They don't know how to say no. Right. You've probably experienced it too. That's number mm. one. Um, so, and he and I have had to have, uh, at least one, maybe a couple hard conversations where I'm trying to, uh, 
lack of a better word, break him of those habits, right? That waterfall mindset. And now it, it just like the other day, I don't know if the light bulb went on for him or what, because suddenly he's saying no all over the place. He's like, we're going to have to say no. We're going to have to say no. I'm like, dude, yeah, yeah, go. He's like, yeah, we don't have time to take that on. We're going to have to say no. I was like, yeah, you go with that. Yeah. So yeah, he's getting, he's getting the courage to do that. I don't know how, I don't know how it feels to him, but he's doing it. I'm sure it feels weird, um, but there's a lot of work coming at us at this team. And uh, we just, we will burn the team out. And uh, they're trying, I'm trying to instill, you can't work these developers. We can't do three, four, five things at once. They're already working 50, 60 hours a week. And, uh, but the culture is that that's the culture of working as many hours. So saying no, yeah, courage, you're right. Product owner, I would say, man, I would say that's got to be right up there with maybe even more than the scrum master. Cause to your point, uh, they deal with the stakeholders. I don't, I don't really deal with stakeholders a whole lot. I might talk to directors and VPs, but uh, they're, they're engaging way more. They're saying no to the stakeholder that you're saying, no, you're not going to do my work. So I, I try to say, it's not, no, maybe soften it by saying not now. It's not that right. your stuff isn't important. It's probably very important. I agree that it's probably very important, but look at everything else we have to do. And, um, do you agree it's more than this? And I found once you start talking to them, I've actually had to act as a product owner. I was at a company where um, I was BA scrum master product owner because they didn't have one. And I got people together in a room and we looked at all everyone's work. And once you get them to look at, okay, let's, let's open this feature up and story and let's look at it compared to yours mm. now, for the company. What's better. And if they give you the time and they actually look at it, I found most people will say, okay, yeah, you're right. This other person's project is more than mine. Let's do that one. That's been my Yeah, you know, the, and, and I know we're kind of getting a, away from the, the focus of our, of our conversation a little bit, but to me, that's, that's one of the, the powerful things about a, a product owner really understanding like the, like the business strategy, like what, what is it that the business is trying, is trying to do and then aligning the vision of their product right to accomplishing business strategy so that when someone brings some completely non sequitur kind of uh, feature there and they're like well you know this is where the the product is headed and now with the 2020 scrum guide we have this thing called the product goal which is yeah. a commitment to the the product backlog um like we can now look and say hey look here's what our goal is. We're looking to change this behavior. We're looking to accomplish this business result. And right now, I really don't see how this aligns to that. And, and so, you know, sometimes just by clarifying, like, you know, what it is that we're going after, what, what our shared goals are, um, it can help them, you know, it can help them maybe be courageous in a way that's not them just saying, uh, no for no reason, right? Yeah. Yes. No, you don't want to say no for no reason. Yes. You got to give them, give them the reasons behind it. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I think we've demonstrated that uh, courage is needed everywhere in, in whether you're doing scrum, Kanban, any, any, anywhere, any, whatever you're doing, if you're going to agile courage is everywhere, every role we we talked about PO, scrum master, the team, so, uh, yeah, I think this has been a really good conversation. Uh, we flushed through courage a little bit. 
Uh, thanks for joining us, Blake. And once again, our guest has been Blake McMillan. He is a professional scrum trainer with Improving. He was my teacher for my PSM2 class. He does PSM1, PSPO, Professional Scrum, Kanban, and I'm sorry, APS again. Uh, applying Professional Scrum. Applying Professional Scrum. They just changed it. I'll get that down. I know. I think they just changed it. So thank you for joining us, everyone. This has been Greg with The Agile Within. If you want to reach out to me, please do. Greg Miller at theagilewithin.com is my email address. I'm all over social media, Facebook. I am on Twitter. I am on Instagram, The Agile Within. You can reach me on LinkedIn as well. Contact me with show suggestions, comments, questions, all that good stuff. Uh, please leave some comments and likes for us on the different podcast apps that you uh, that you might be listening listen to us on. So that has been today's show. So uh, we will um, the next show will be on openness. So there'll be a second part in our series. So again, this has been Greg, where we remind you to be more agile. <laughs>